When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Share Radio podcast. It's Managing My Money. And here is your host, Glenn Goodman. Thank you, thank you. What a fantastic audience. What are we managing? I can't hear you. What are we managing? And when are we managing it? That's right, gang, and together Hang on, we... that's quite enough of that. What? Why, Annie? There's no audience, Glenn. It's just you and me in a little studio, and the sooner you come to terms with that, the better. Well, for that, I'm not going to play your theme tune. OK. I bet you're dying for me to play your theme tune. I'm not really fussed either way. Oh, go on then, here it is. Oh, oh Annie! Okay, now I'm in the mood for budgeting. Woohoo! So, in the previous episode, we looked at some of the issues that you need to consider when you're thinking about budgeting. Now, we're going to get down to the nitty gritty. Remember in the last episode, I asked if you would keep a record of all your spending? Remember that? So we yes. could put together a budget for yes, you? Yes, I do remember that. Did you do that? I did do that, yeah. All right, well, now we've got the details of your spending, we can deploy the financial model. It's a financial model and it's looking good It will help you spend and save more like you should So this was the four-stage model, was it not? Indeed it was, and still is. So let's start with stage one. Stage one. Stage one is assess the situation. Here's Martin Upton from The Open University. Budget cautiously, allow ample sums for unanticipated expenditure like car repairs, avoid optimistic estimates of what pay rises you may get. If you do this, it's more likely that the eventual financial outcome for you will be a pleasant surprise. Oh, I just love pleasant surprises! Well, here's one. In those few seconds while Martin was speaking, I've just compiled a detailed cash flow statement for you, incorporating your income and spending patterns over the past month. Oh, you did that in just a few seconds! Oh, yeah! You'd pay an accountant hundreds for that, you know. Mm. Now, this cash flow statement is a snapshot of your past month. It lists your income from your paycheck, interest on your savings, any other income. Then it lists all your spending under categories like rent, council tax, bills, clothes, going out and stuff like that. Oh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. So what's the verdict? Hit me with it. Well, I have to say, it looks very good indeed. fantastic, does it? Perhaps a little too good? Oh, give me a break. Come on. No, seriously. Your total income is much higher than your total expenditure, which gives you a big surplus for the past month. But there's a but. And it is a big but. A really big but? 
I like big butts and I cannot lie. Your spending is far too high. Your cash flow statement looks in shape, but there's a giant fly in the ointment. In the ointment? Yeah, you're heading for disappointment. Because your spending's never ending. No way. Yes, we stop pretending. Your last month was not typical because you hardly spent a thing. What? There were bills on food and clothes and I bought the greatest hits of Sting. As a present? Sure, as a present. The Millicent, she looks very sweet, but she's not so innocent. Really? I say. Well, I sure would. I'd like to meet Millicent. Shake it, shake it. Where are you going with this, Glenn? Not sure. I got sidetracked by that whole Millicent thing. Look, the point is, in the past month, you earned more than you spent, but... And it is a big butt. Please don't start all that again. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Your spending is far too high. In some months you splash out, which sends your spending to the sky. Like what? Like your holiday in Saint-Tropez. And my brand new car by Jaguar. And your facelift by Dr. Swift. Just to make clear, those weren't my real purchases, especially the facelift. I thought that one was real. No, Glenn, it wasn't real. Then why is your skin face so taut? <laughs> skin face. <laughs> Skin face. <laughs> oh, what a lovely skin face you have. I would like to compliment you on your skin face. Marvellous. <laughs> OK, so the point is, in some months of the year, you'll make really big purchases, like paying for a holiday or new furniture, Christmas presents, stuff like that. Yeah, so how do we account for those then? Well, you write down the amount of each big purchase in the past year and then you divide it by 12. I haven't got the fingers. 12 is the number of months in a oh, year. Yes. So if you could grow a couple of extra fingers, <laughs> then uh, you'll be able to work it out. All right. Or get a calculator. Fine, one I'll, do or the that. Other. I'll do that. So you calculate it as if you were paying for it in 12 monthly instalments. Then you take that instalment figure, that monthly figure, and add it to your monthly spending calculation. So if you do this for all your big purchases over the past year, your monster truck and Antarctic mm. expedition, if you do that, then you reach a new average monthly spending figure, which I can compare with your average monthly income. Okay, see? I do see. So you're allocating your money aside in little chunks. So it. in order to calculate a proper, realistic average monthly income, you just have to do that with those big purchases. Otherwise, you're going to end up with misleading months, like that month that I had all the big bucks about. Mm-hmm. I remember that one. So if I do this for all your big purchases over the past year, I reach a new average monthly spending figure, which I can compare with your average monthly income, and the result is... Y yes. You are... Poor. I'm poor? Yes, very poor. Oh. But don't despair. You remember in the previous episode, we looked at your options and you decided you were going to cut back and then we looked at mm. all the ways to help you do that. Yeah, I do. So there must be a light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. Because you've already completed... <gasps> Stage two. Stage two is deciding on a plan of action. You've decided to cut back on your spending, so you've done that. But now for the really hard part. Stage three act on the financial plan. So what are the ways in which you're going to cut back then? We touched on some of them in the previous episode. Let's have a look at your spending, shall we? And work out how you're going to act. Okay, let's do it. Annie's expenses snapshot. Mm-hmm. I've laid it all out for you there. £24.57 at Marks and Spencer. What's uh, all that about? Yeah, okay, so that would have been... I get the train home from Victoria Station, so I usually nip into M&S and get something for dinner. 
You see, within that, I would have got fruit and vegetables. I know well, M&S is good quality, isn't it? That's why. And it's convenient. It's on the way home. But I find when you go to the discount supermarkets, the fruit and veg is cheaper and it's also really good quality. I don't find myself with bruised apples or anything like that. I know, but I don't have one near me, Glenn. Where, where do you live? Belgravia? No, I don't. I live in Beckenham. <laughs> then what's your excuse? <laughs> there, are no, there are none around. Well, there's I no don't cheap have a supermarket. All right, fair enough. Okay. You've drawn a line in the sand there. I have. Not compromising. Don't want to take that beauty away from your taut skin face. You <laughs> see, it's because I shop at M&S. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Travel. It's £99.40 for just two weeks we're looking at here. That is a lot, isn't it? It is. That's a shocker, actually. TFL, TFL, all these TFL mm. bills here. You're yep. spending a lot of money. Gonna Bicycle. The... Ding, ding. And then you're healthy and you're saving money. Do you live near enough to do a bit of bicycling? Oh, I don't know. I'm just a bit frightened of the roads in London. But maybe, I don't, just looking at that, that's nearly 100 quid every two weeks. That's a lot of money. Exactly. So that's 200 quid a month. You could actually, with just a couple of months savings, you could buy yourself a really, really good bicycle. There must be a cheaper way of doing it because that's really shocked me seeing that written down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. the weekly or the monthly travel card yeah. could save you money. I'm going to look into it. All right, well, I'm glad you're addressing that. Thank because you. Because that is money going into Boris Johnson's haircuts. Isn't it? Fund. Isn't it just? Moving on, rent. There's not a lot you could do about that. No. And it's not too much anyway, so let's not worry about that. But I am rather worried about your purchase of some sandals from Dorothy Perkins. <laughs> Okay, can I tell you what happened here? Um, I needed uh, some footwear rather sharpish. Right. And it couldn't be... I only had heels with me, you see. So I I had to get some flats. I was off to a christening. To be fair, they only cost £14.40. They were on special (laughs) offer. They're great sandals. I've had so many compliments since. Really? Yeah, they're great. Do you tell people, oh, they only cost £14.40? I do, I always do that. Sandals, we're going to give the thumbs up to that one. Even though it was a bit of an impulse purchase. Hardly Jimmy Choo's, are they? Let's be fair. Do you have some Jimmy Choo's? No, do I, Eck? No, I don't. Oh, I wanted to tell you off. (laughs) Okay, something you would tell me off for. I did spend £53 in Rick Stein's shop in Padstow on my birthday. What on a load of designer kitchenware? No, a a couple of uh, tote bags, a little wooden box thing that you put your herbs in that's got like Rick Stein not on it, and a little cup with uh, Rick Stein's dog on it, chalky. In the good old days when Woolworths was still open, you could buy all your saucepans and pots and pans and everything for just like a few quid each. I know, R.A.P. Woolworths. Holland and Barrett, shampoo and conditioner. You need both. Yeah, you need both. But do you need both for £13.29 in yes. some health health food shop? What are they going to tell you? Oh, it's really good for your hair. It's extra good. It's better than the ones that you get. If you went to a pound shop, it cost you... One pound for a shampoo. And guess how much the conditioner would cost? A pound. You guessed it, yes. I am so good at maths. Yeah, but it might have loads of junk in it. At least I know what I'm getting is going to be something that's a bit purer. It doesn't have as many chemicals in it. Imagine that going on my lovely taut face. I have spent less recently on takeaway coffees. Is that because of our conversation last time? You cut back on the takeaway coffee? Yeah, yeah. So I'm actually making a difference to your life. Yes, you are, but now I'm thinking I could buy something else with that money. All right, now here's a big one that a lot of us could save a lot of money on. 
Pret-a-manger. Pret-a-manger. Ah. I know, it offends me when I see it on the statement because I think, oh, why did I do that? Why did I go? It mu- I must have caught me at a weak moment and I must have not brought my lunch in. Something happened. So do you usually make your lunch at home? Yes, then? I do. Oh, you're good, aren't I'm you? I'm good. I usually bring it in. Yes, because a lot of people spend a lot of money. Well, you've got another one here, Le Pain Quotidien. You're in your French places. You're right, fancy. You are, aren't you? Pret-a-Manger. Le Pain Quotidien. Uh-huh. So you bought a coffee there. You bought a sandwich at Pret. Yes. Um, can you stop all that stuff, do you think? Yeah, I could. I could do that. Good. I could do that. Good old you. Good old me. I can't wait to start saving. Right. W.H. Smith stationery, £15.86. What was that? I can't remember. I know that it was, I think it, okay, I feel like I've been caught now. Uh, it was a couple of magazines doing a bit of decorating scene. So I bought a um, a notepad and I went for one that was quite posh actually. And it looked like it was black, like leather bound almost. <laughs> is right in it and all I've done so far is written living room on one page bathroom on another page and I'm just going to list the things that need doing in each room I just I was in the moment Glenn and that is a purchase that I'll never get that 15 quid back and I, I kind of regret it now this is an interesting one because I can see what you were trying to do here you were trying to get into the decorating zone yes you thought like if I buy these magazines and I buy this pad yeah. and write living room on it yeah. then I'll be a proper decorating home decorating person <laughs> exactly but it is ultimately pointless and a waste of money obviously as as I know you know mm-hmm. uh, the magazines you don't need them because it's all on the internet these days that's why all the magazines are going out of I business know. and what I've discovered it's recently it's free on the internet it is and Pinterest as well so I've done exactly the same thing with this notebook idea and done bathroom living room but I've taken the little bits off of each website on Pinterest and I've added them in and now I've got my own little boards on Pinterest which were absolutely free to do. You're probably the last person in history to buy a notepad (laughs) and a pen. Nobody else will ever buy one again. That's why I got so excited. I think, oh this is so retro. (laughs) I actually even bought a pen as well. (laughs) I have so many pens at home. Yeah, it was definitely an impulse buy. Oh no. After after the food at M&S, Waitrose, £21.71. Well, when I step off the train, what's looking me right in the face? Ah, a massive Waitrose. It's really hard not to go in there. I seem to remember in the first episode, I said to you, do you have a Waitrose income? And you said, no, but I have a Waitrose card. I do, I do. All right, so there isn't a discount retailer near you, but really, Waitrose, M&S? Maybe I should go for their more budget range instead then. Do Waitrose have a budget range? They do, yeah. Waitrose below stairs range. Yes. Now we're good. Oh, this is more like it. Mm. Cost cutter. Yes, you see? I now go to Cost Cutter. my language. Yeah, strawberries and food from Cost Cutter. £8.23, it's, you know, it's a lot better than your £24.57 at M&S and yes. your £21.71 at Waitrose. That is true. And I bought some strawberries, which were amazingly good. And um, I also remember I bought some falafel and I bought some hummus and pita and I made a meal for two out of that. You see, so that's eight the thing. Pounds. I find that when you go to a cut price place, you don't find that the food's all rotten or anything. It still just tastes yeah. much the same. Strawberries are strawberry. A dollop of hummus is a dollop of hummus. Exactly. Exactly. And I even, in that price, got some uh, wholemeal organic pita bread and they were really cheap, amazingly. 
Amazon, £18.48. Glenn, I haven't got the foggiest. What's the problem with these online retailers? You just click, 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 and you've suddenly bought a load of stuff. I mean, I do it myself all the time, and it's just so easy that you just buy stuff that you only a tiny bit want or a tiny bit need. Yeah. Well, first of all, if you have one click ordering on Amazon, if I you, do. Ah, right. Get rid of that. Take get that so setting off easy. because then at least it takes a few more clicks. I I don't do one click ordering. I do a number of clicks, so at <laughs> least I have a bit of time to kind of reconsider. And um, what am I doing here? Do I need this? Look at this postage fee. And lastly, and this is we've saved the best for last. I think here the Go last on. thing on your list is one pound oh nine. W H Smith, water. Yeah, it was a really hot day. I was caught short. I had to get some water. Water is so expensive now. I know. Unbelievable. Well, try buying it in an airport. <laughs> that same bottle would have probably cost you £2.60. So now, because of that, I use that water bottle and I refill it at work. You know, there's a bit of an issue with plastic water bottles being reused I know. I and don't, the chemicals in yeah, them. Yeah, I only do it like two or three times and then I'll get another one. £1.09 on water. Was there no other way to get water? I mean, we all do it from time to time. We go in the shop, we buy the ridiculously expensive water. Could you have waited a few minutes? That was the cheapest water. Yeah, but how available. far were you from a tap at the time? Really far. <laughs> really far. It was water. It was one of the basic things you need in your life. Yeah, but couldn't you wait a few minutes until you reach whatever place it was you're going to and then say, can I have a glass of water, please? I don't know. I can't, I can't remember, Glenn. Do you know what's really sad is the way that, as a society, we've got rid of nearly all our water fountains. I know, that's so true. They I were know. good, free water to keep you alive, yeah. and now you have to pay. It's ridiculous. It is. Shame. I wonder if we should make a stand by, say, every time we're about to buy a bottle of water, maybe just knocking on the nearest residential door address <laughs> and go, excuse me, sorry to bother you. I'm a, a nice, respectable member of society, not a troublemaker, and I'd very much like a lovely, cool glass of water. Yes, I'm ever so thirsty. Can you help? Do you think people would go for that? No, I don't think people would answer their doors. They'd look through the curtain first, see that, oh, I don't know who that person is, not sure, I'm not going to bother answering. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I know you might think it is funny that I sing while I manage my money, but the better I manage my money, the more it makes me want to sing. Well, we've come to the end of your list. Well, that wasn't as painful as expected, but there are some points there that I do need to address. But I don't think I'm alone in this, Glenn. I think there are lots of people who, you know, you just, especially with contactless cards, it's so easy to just make lots of purchases. Well, as we saw in the previous episode, if you cut back on buying coffees, as you have already have. done... Spend it on necklaces. <laughs> we talked about how you would save about £40,000 over yes. the course of a lifetime. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's spread over an entire lifetime. But even so, that's just coffees. If you do the same with all the other things we talked about, finding out about the cheapest way to travel, shopping at slightly cheaper places for your food if you can. There's so many different ways. You cut back on all of these different little tidbits here and there. Yeah. And you will be amazed at the difference to your long-term financial health it'll all add up i'd like to get all that money together these savings and put it to good use so i'd like to know more about the best savings options that are out there and where to stick my money <laughs> so you're gonna stick your money somewhere where it can help you to achieve the various goals that we've talked about in previous episodes yes I'm... having your own home having a big pension health insurance yeah, that's health right insurance. Yeah. yeah i want to stick my money where the sun shines 
Well, that's good, because in later episodes, we're going to discuss the best ways to manage your savings, what to do with them, how to find yourself good ways for them to grow without taking too much risk, that kind of thing. We're going to go into detail. We are going to sort you out, Annie Weston. This sounds amazing. Goody, goody, goody. Have you got any debts that you need to pay off? Have you sorted all that out now, pretty much? I've now sorted all of that out. So I did have a big student loan, and recently, just in the past few weeks, that is now big tick, paid off, um, paid off credit cards as well so I get my statement in every month and it just says a big fat zero which is fantastic so no I'm all right really so you're really going to be focusing on saving yes absolutely now some people find it more difficult than others to actually knuckle down and save the money that they're promising that they're going to save and to cut the spending where they said they were going to cut it there are various methods that can actually help you to get closer to that goal and here's share radio's sarah panels with a bit of detail about the classic envelope system here's one way to keep a tight rein on your spending Firstly, divide your budget into categories like entertainment, food, clothes and so on and decide how much you can afford to spend on each category every month. Then write each category's name on a different envelope. Fill the envelopes with your budget for the month. The idea here is not to switch money between different envelopes. So once you've spent that month's entertainment budget and the envelope is empty, then you'll just have to wait until the next month for a refill. Sticking to the envelope system could help you conquer the temptation to splash out. Right, it's time to get on to stage four. Stage four. Do you remember what stage four is? Review! That's right, review the situation. Like Fagin. I'm reviewing the situation. Have I budgeted enough to buy a flat? All my trials and tribulations Will it be big enough for me to swing a cat? I've moved savings to high interest accounts And major all my checks don't bounce And send my boys to raise some cash By stealing jewellery I can stash But though I try you see how prices go sky high for me I think I'd better think it out again Now the idea is that we're going to review the plan Initially every month Because it's new to you. Mm -hmm. You may have teething problems. Mm -hmm. You need to acclimatise yourself to the financial model. Yeah. You can start when you're getting used to it, doing it maybe once every six months after that. And then you stick a new cash flow statement together. Is your income more than your expenditure? Have you got enough of a surplus? Is your surplus as big as you expected it to be? Or could you perhaps make more changes? I'm looking forward to that. And also, if your goals change, then you need to put together a new budget. So if I want to become a pilot or something. Yeah, or an astronaut. Yeah. A further reason for review would be if your income changes. Say you lose your job. Mm. Or you get a better job. Yay! Also, external influences could make a difference to your budget plans and make you have to sit down again and review your situation. For example, if prices rise a lot or there are big changes in interest rates, which mean that you're paying a lot more interest on any mortgage you might have or any other debts. It's financial style. Financial style. So there you have it, Annie. In a nutshell, budgeting. We've done your budget. You've learned everything that you need to learn about how to increase those savings and reduce that spending. How do you feel now? 
Uh, I feel good. I feel good. I think I've learned that it's actually worth the effort just sitting down and having a look at where your money goes because you make so many transactions each day contactless and you just forget about what you're spending but actually if you you know wake up smell the coffee not the stuff bought from shops because that's expensive it makes a real difference because you see what you're spending then you can see that there is money to be saved and then you can think about it's actually quite exciting to think what you could then do with those savings well in the next episode we're going to start looking at debts and i know that that's no longer a problem for you but Yay! it has been a tiny bit in the past as yeah absolutely past. definitely and no doubt it will be in the future when you get that mortgage that you've always dreamt of can't wait so we're going to look in some detail at debts and the interest that you pay on debts uh, you need to know all about this stuff because you could be saving a lot a lot of money So that's all coming up in the next episode. But we've reached the end of this episode. The Managing My Money course lasts eight weeks and each week consists of two episodes. This is episode six. So if you've also listened to episode five, you're now ready to head over to shareradio.co.uk and try the quiz to test all your new knowledge and wisdom. Do that each week. And at the end of week eight, you'll be awarded an official Statement of Participation Certificate from the Open University. Woohoo! It will show that you've completed an official Open University course on financial planning and you can put that on your CV. Bonza. Thanks for listening and a special thank you to Annie. Thank you, Glenn. Take it away, the Managing My Money Orchestra. 